Welcome everybody to Choices Finding Your Joy. Oh, welcome, welcome. And I am sharing an amazing lady today who is joining us from Ireland. She, we are just reaching across the world. I love it, I love it. We have with us today, Dr. Ava Eagle Brown. She's a multi-award winning international speaker author and transformational mindset business coach. She coaches, trains, speaks globally. She does multiple movies and books and she's just doing it all. She's also a speaker for Women for Africa, which I am gonna wanna chat about a few minutes. But first off, let's just say welcome. Welcome, Dr. Ava. Well, thank you, Paula. Thank you so much for having me. I am just so humbled to be here um, from across the pond, as we would say. So thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so honored. I'm so honored. Would you like to share a little bit of your background uh, before we, we jump in on perhaps maybe your book, The Mango Girl, which is just fantastic? Sure, thank you. So um, I am, I'm from Jamaica, a very little island everywhere. Um, everybody knows about us because we are either Bob Marley or we're Usain Bolt. So I'm from that little dot in the Caribbean. But I, I, I often say to people, Jamaica has the, the sun, the sugar, the music and the food. But it also had something very different for me. Um, whilst it had all of that, I had a very challenging background that was um, literally laced with incest, um, uh, sexual violence, uh, poverty, um, homelessness, amongst many other forms of abuse. And I've gone through some of the most challenging things that we don't have enough time to go through right here. But if I were to tell you that one girl could have been sexually abused by her father, raped at gunpoint in front of her three-year-old daughter, dumped to die, failed English in high school, failed math, was homeless, was the breadwinner in her family, two failed marriages. But today can sit here to have this conversation after having contemplated suicide and all kinds of a myriad of things. You would say that that's not true. But I can say to you, as Paula already know, you're looking at her. And I just want to say to any woman out there who think that, you know, what you've been through has to stop you. Absolutely not. It is not the case. And I'm sure we'll unflesh that as we go along tonight. Yes. And you are just an inspiration to so many. And, and I know you share a lot in your, your book, The Mango Girl, don't you? And that's soon to be a feature film. It is. It is soon to be a feature film. The Mango Girl is, is um, it's in development with a Hollywood studio. And it's soon to be a film. And I'm so excited. I'm, I'm so excited about The Mango Girl, as I am excited, guys, about something that Paul and I actually have been featured in that's coming out this year. And it's called Imagine a World. And it's also a movie documentary where we share so much inspiration, so much empowerment, so many tools that you're going to realize that although you see us here thriving and growing and trailblazing, we've gone through some stuff. But what we've come up with some amazing tools for you guys. So watch this space, not just for the Mango Girl, but for Imagine a World film that myself and the great hosts you have here are involved in. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you, honey. It's just so exciting and so happy that that documentary film connected us. Oh my gosh. The stories, and I mean, when I think about that documentary and the content it is, and just the, just the tools that's going to come out of that, or even I get inspired watching it again. I remember when we had the rewatch, I just got so inspired that I got to be a part of something so amazing with so many amazing lights around the world. It's great. You speak to so many others and share inspiration with so many others. What, what really inspired you to write your book? What made you say, I want to get this message out there to others? I, I, a lot of people, I do so many interviews across the world and I never, I mean, come on, I failed English. I never thought of writing. I actually, um, my mother didn't tell me, I still don't know who my real father is in my mind. And so I grew up not knowing who my dad was and people in the community would, would mock me and they'd Jeremy and I wanted to know. I was always critical. I was always a chatterbox. And I went to my mom, just trying to ask her, you know, who's my father? And the beating she gave me, literally I say, cut my tongue off and put it back in my mouth. So I became very mute and started writing, just little questions, makeshift diaries, so many questions. Who's my father? Why did you beat me? Why couldn't you just answer the question? And as my experiences grew and I started, you know, experiencing some stuff that just never seemed normal, I started writing more. and. I, I got to the place where I thought after I was held up and raped that there had to be somebody else who had some of these stuff. There had to be an overlap. Because here's what I think. I believe that stories, sometimes you don't have my exact story, but there's a yarn, a thread of mine that's in yours. And I thought there's got to be people who have similarities to me. And when I came to London, having run away from my own country just to save my sanity because I nearly had a breakdown, I realized that, no, I wanted to share this with the world because there's got to be other women and men who are going through this. And that's how I ended up writing. It was by default, if you want to say that. Just an amazing gift to the world because that shares with so many who may be in similar circumstances or know someone who is, you know, to give them a, a different perspective of, you know, how they, what they can do with that challenge and look at what you've become. I, I have to say I'm, I'm, you know, due to having, being someone that's gone to Africa and seen so much there and, and I work with a couple different organizations. I love that you're a speaker for Women for Africa. Tell me, tell me what brought that on. You know, I was, because of my own background, um, I am very philosophical. As a matter of fact, just today, and if you look at my Facebook page and my my um, my IG Instagram, you see that just today I got my com my community interest company all registered, which is like a charity. It's 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 all about philanthropical work, and the reason that I've been pulled to doing that work is because of the fact that charity is what brought me here. Right, people helped me and supported me. And one of the places in the world, um, because of my ethnicity as well, that pulls me is Africa, because I just know that 
I'm relatable. And I'm not saying that they cannot learn from anybody else, obviously, because learning is learning, but because instantly they can relate. My story is so much the African story, the African girl story. So I do some work in South Africa. I really go there and I speak and I'm, you know, there are pictures of me sitting in, in Soweto with, with widows projects where, you know, women who have been widowed take the yarns of the telephone wire and they, they weave these beautiful baskets. And one of the things I'm trying to do is to see how I can even get those products into the West. But I go to Africa and I support women, I speak for them, I advocate. And as I, as I develop more in my charity, it's something that I want to go deeper into, which is, you know, I want to be able to go to Africa, give my time and don't have to worry about how I'm going to be paid for it necessarily. So it's passionate for me. It resonates with me. And when I saw those, I remember those girls in Nigeria that disappeared, um, you know, it became so much more important for me that I needed to do this. But two years ago or a year and a half ago, I was on my way from South Africa, having done some work there. And I, I happened to lay over in Addis Ababa. And in the airport, I just don't know, I observed these three girls and they were just, there was, there was just something about them. The energy pulled me. Long story short, those girls were in the airport for three days, unwashed, being deported from Saudi. And they were being deported from Saudi, um, having been sold into slavery by an Ethiopian woman who told them they were going to go and work in hotels. They became maids. Some of them were abused. Some of them were imprisoned. And those girls were in the airport and they had no way to transition to their next point. Some were going to Ghana, one was going to, two were going to Sierra Leone and one was going to, I think it was Gabon and they were stuck. And I almost missed my flight being on the phone to everybody I could find trying to sort those girls out. In the end, when I left, one got put on a flight that same day and two got put in a hotel. But it, it nearly cost me getting arrested. But the, the, and the, these were two, three Muslim girls. I'm Christian. But I decided that I saw women who needed myself. They were vulnerable. Until today, I'm in touch with them. They got home safely. Um, I, we, it was, we had no money in their currency. We had to beg money. I went into the line, Paula, begging people. Because with this cash point would not give us um, any other money. And the girls needed US dollars when they go on the other side and all we could get was whatever money they use in Ethiopia. I, you should see me in the queue. It was an American lady who helped me. I was begging money in the queue for, to get these girls food. So, you know, it's, it's passion, it's heart. It's, it's what we're called to do. We're called to serve. Yes. And, and that's why I'm involved. I know it was long winded, but that's why I'm involved. We're called to serve. And that's everybody who come into contact with me must say, because I met her, my life was impacted in some way. Yes. Yes. What I, what I saw and the people I met uh, on my trip to Africa was, was life changing. And, you know, one, one little thing can make such a difference in someone's life. More piece of help, and it is that's a passion, Ava. Yeah. That's a passion, and once you trigger that passion and light that fire, oh my gosh! Do you know what? It's I just thought back to the question you asked me, but 
I've never seen this. I never realized this actually. And I'm having this moment for the first time in almost 10 years. That's the lie. My passion was ignited. And I just realized when I visit Haiti um, 10 years ago and everything was recycled. I just thought, ooh, when you just said the things you saw. But I went to Haiti, I went to Cape the Haitian, and what I saw there just, I came back so appreciative. They recycled everything, mattress, everything. So I think if I were to really dig back, my passion got ignited right there. Um, it was in Haiti that it happened to me. Yes, yes. So would you say that in all the countries you've traveled to that had the biggest impact on you? Yes. The, the things that has, two things actually, because some countries I go to, I don't see the poverty and those kind of bits, right? For example, I spoke in Barbados in November, um, at, uh, invited by the government of Barbados to speak at the IDC Innovate Barbados. I didn't see poverty as such as it was in some of the African countries that you would see. But what I saw was sexual abuse with young people. And I remember doing assemblies, like devotions, and I was just handing over the girls to the, the guidance counselor. And these were girls that they didn't know, they had no clue that this abuse was happening. But because I shared my story with them, it made it permissible to share. So what I see a lot is a strand of poverty and abuse. And those two things are my drivers. They motivate me a lot to wanna do what I do. Yes, yes. And you also uh, coach people. Tell us a little bit about that. What, what is that? And how can they reach you, someone that may be interested in being coached? So, yeah, I, I, I coach people. I do personal development coaching and business coaching. Uh, I dig deeper into the personal development, which is because I believe that if you want to become a business owner, you need to be developed personally first. So I, I go into your core and work on you. But my biggest piece in terms of coaching the business is women who want to jump from their nine to five and they want to start their own businesses is helping them to transition. Because a lot of the women that I used to coach would make the mistake of just jumping no plan and then it fails so i help them to lay out the blueprint the roadmap to that and i do that in groups and i do that individually as vip clients and i do that internationally so i've got clients in the us and the caribbean and africa and asia you know as you know time and location freedom happens with with form forums like this so it is something i enjoy because i love to then have that intimate time to outpour and to learn from them as well as them learning from me. And I do that um, through uh, my website, which is www.avaeaglebrown.com. That's www.avaeaglebrown.com. Or the details, um, if you follow me on social media, you can find them. Oh, I love it. I love it. And something that I, I really love that you, you say, you know, that is a mantra of yours mindset shift is your big one of your biggest mantras the mindset mindset shift excuse me so what does that mean to you a mindset shift doctor i describe a mindset shift as an open heart surgery with yourself literally it's literally taking 
it's like cutting yourself into, you know, virtually and digging into the crevices of your mind and literally turn on the little screws in there that we oftentimes don't use. The, the resilience screws, the I can do it screws, the it's okay screws, the, the reservoirs of looking back at my resume and seeing that, you know what, I may not have had the same experience, but five years ago I was at somewhere similar and I can do this and I can and I will and I must. It's about telling your mind, like the secret says, that it is possible, that you can do this, that you are equipped with everything you need to handle something. And I'm an example of that. I'm a girl who should not be here having this conversation. I'm a girl whose mother still cannot read and write. I'm the little girl from Jamaica who sold mangoes on the train, who was sexually abused, raped at gunpoint, homeless, failed English. By everybody's count, I should be I drop out, not making any sense. But I went into my mind and I turned some screws on and I said, hold on, girlfriend. Of course that happens to you, but it doesn't have to define who you are, who you become. So I teach people that, that where you are now is not a determinant of where you can end up. And, and that your, 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 you know, right now doesn't determine your altitude and that today may be gray, but tomorrow could be bright neon orange. And you can change that by first change how you see it in your mind yes that's it so changing that mindset and just change what the new day is because the next day is a new day it's a new day a new dawn and and it's such a new opportunity that you know i have had days and i don't know about you but i've had days when today might be such a downer right? And I have a two-day rule. I'm, I'm down for two days, but day number two, I'm up. And now I've, it's gotten to one day because I have the tools and the skills that I try to teach my clients. But if I have a down day, I said, you know what? Okay, girl, come on. Today's done, but tomorrow is filled with possibilities. And tomorrow, Paula, you might experience it. The thing that was keeping you down today, tomorrow you might end up in a situation where it is not holding you down right? So I say to my clients all the time when I talk to them and train them and coach them that you have to understand that you have to realize that every day is a new, fresh opportunity to start over and win. And when we recognize that, we can change everything about how we see everything in our lives and in the world. Yes. And that can actually, would you say, turn our fear and doubt into excitement and curiosity. Yes. But you know what I say, I'm doing a new project right now, which is I've just launched, I'm just about to launch my own hair and, and skin skincare business. And thank you guys. And I'll tell you more about that in a minute, but I'm using it to reference something. And this is genuinely the case. I'm doing it in fear. I mean, and I don't mean that I'm fear like, oh my God, I'm doing it with a lot of, you know, oh my God, I'm not so sure. Oh my God, but I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> and I really am. And, and, and I only got the cons, I only got the packaging. It's not even finished. I only got the packaging on Monday. Like, oh my God, it's exciting and I want to share it. But then yesterday I got, I got called to go to my first exhibition. We haven't even got anything in the jobs yet. But I'm so the fear of, oh my God, we get everything together. But here's what I have done with Richard Branson said, 
If somebody offers you to do something and you don't know how to do it, you say, yes, you grab it. Then you go and learn to do it. So right now I said yes to the biggest marijuana hemp festival in the, in the UK. And then I'm going to go and learn and package. But when I show up, guess what will happen? Nobody will ever know that I wasn't ready when I said yes. So what I'm saying is, is feeling the fear and doing it anyway. And doing it anyway. Oh, I love that. That is so powerful. Feel the fear. The fears, you know, we're going to have fear, but do it anyway. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay. I'm going to go with that. I love that. Well, tell us you know what? Sometimes. Yeah. So I was invited to Steve Harvey in 2017. I sat on the literally front row under Steve Harvey's feet. And Steve Harvey talks about jump. You know about jump. You got to jump. Because mm -hmm. if you don't jump, your parachute would open. And I've taken it a little bit further by saying we are, we are often so afraid of whether we fall. You know, oh my God, what if I fall? Oh my God, what if this happened? Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And we do that so often. It's, it's what if I fall? What if I fall? But we don't stop, Paula, to say to ourselves, but what if I fly? What if you actually fly? And that's how I live my life. I am very, very, I'm a risk taker. You know, I'll take risks because I believe that I might not fall, but instead I might fly. And so I say to people all the time, don't be so caught up about failing because failure sometimes is afraid of you, literally. But you won't even know because you haven't, you haven't confronted him. Yes. What if you actually fly? What if you flew? What if instead of falling, you flew? But you never know if you, unless you try. So for me, I'd rather try. I'd rather fail forward trying. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's what I believe in. Yes. Yes. So, well, let's just say here's to trying. Here's to saying to that fear, I'm going to do it anyway. And, and you know what's so fascinating, I think, Ava, when we are out there trying to do something, that may open up something else that we weren't even looking for. Yes. You know, our passion of out there and I'm gonna do this, you know, you give that, that trust, I'm gonna do it and I believe, and that's gonna open so many other doors. Paula, you know what? Shakai, which is C-H-A-I, C-H-A-K-A-I. Chardonnay is my daughter, Kai is my son. We have been making our own body products. And this is an example of what you just said. I never expected to be having a business out of it. It was just something I did because I loved it. I, I love, I'm a food technology teacher by profession. I love to cook. As a matter of fact, I'm writing a recipe book that I've been writing for the last four years. My partner and I are gonna be putting that together. But I love to cook. So when I'm in my kitchen, hand making all these cosmetics, it just feels like I'm cooking. That's passion. I didn't intend to make a business out of it. Then I moved, you know. Sometimes you have to move. For, if your ground isn't fertile enough, sometimes what you don't even need is a mindset shift. It's a physical soil shift. Shift your soil. Because sometimes your ability to be a thriver, hashtag my own word, is happening somewhere else but you're so afraid and you're so used to this comfort zone. You're so used to this circle. You're so afraid to leave your homies behind. Yes. I went to high school with her. It's okay. You can still Skype. Sometimes we stand in our own way. We are, sometimes we are in our own way. 
And by us being afraid to shift physically, we can't shift the trajectory of our lives. That is so true. That is so true. Well, tell us when we can expect to, to see these products, this skincare. Wow. I just they, think that is so awesome. They are actually, actually going to be launched, um, officially launched. They're, they're going to be available to be, to, be, to be purchased in the next week and a half. But the official launch is going to happen on the 28th of June here in, 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 in Europe. But people can go to, sh in another two weeks, we'll have Shakai, C-H-A-K-A-I dot C-O dot U-K. And you can go there and purchase your body and hair butters and many more. That's all made with love by myself. And they're all handmade. They're all organic. Nothing is animal. Everything is fresh. And our butters because they are butter-based, come from either West Africa or the Caribbean. So once again, it's giving back into that. I thought it through. It had to be something that gave back to the African community. And so one of the bigger projects as this body care product takes off is that I want to go to Ghana and to Nigeria and some of those countries that do sheer butter and those kind of butters and really look at how we can partner at a bigger scale. That's what I'm all about, is giving back to empower women in those communities. Yes. You are such an, such an example for others. And oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I love it. We have about uh, two minutes left in the show. Dr. Ava, what would you like, the last words do you wanna share with everybody today? You know, I, I love to always leave you with a few little things because I think that sometimes we don't have time to listen to a lot of things, but sometimes the snippet. I said to people all the time, so every day try to affirm into your life, you know, try to affirm into your life. My daughter has mental health challenges. She's 21 this month and I love her to bits. And today, you know, she had a bad day. And I remember as she left home, she lives in our own now, independent living. I remember calling a girlfriend of mine who's like my doula, coach and I said to her, I'm going to start a 90 day affirmation for my daughter. Every time somebody asks me how she's doing, no matter how she's doing, she's doing amazingly well. She's amazing. She's great. And sometimes I posted on Facebook this morning that some, this morning I didn't want to leave my bed, but I had three meetings. I, and I said, sometimes you have to dig deeper to find that strength. But let me say something to you. It is there. You just have to go a little bit deeper to find it. And when you do what you're doing, you're developing your resilience muscles. You're developing bounce back ability. So you need to affirm every day, remind yourself in the mirror, I'm beautiful, I'm amazing, I'm gorgeous. And even when you don't feel it, if you keep saying it, trust me, psychologist says repetition makes learning easier. Ava says repetition brings it into your visualization. Okay? So keep saying it. And some days just dig deeper. But remember this, that you're enough. And just the way you are, you are enough, even when everything around you is falling apart. You are enough. Because sometimes with us women, it's, it's feeling inadequate. It's the watching everybody. And let me tell you something. Everything you see on social media, all those pretty graphics, it's not always true. So don't get pulled into somebody's social media and say, oh, look at how Paula is doing. Look at how, no, don't be fooled by it. Be firm in who you are. Know that you're enough. And remember 
that where you are now is not a determinant of where you could be tomorrow. And the last thing I want to say to you is the word impossible says, I am possible. And when you watch this, listen to this, pat yourself, it says, I'm possible. And you need to start loving yourself. I'm. So when you touch it right here, it's heart-centered. I am possible. That's what I want to leave you with tonight. Ava, thank you so much. This has been so fantastic. Have a great day, everybody.